How do we manifest as a couple, yet stay true to our own human design? What's the difference between prayer or a connection with God and manifestation? How do I manifest as an active manifester when I don't like any of the activities? These are real questions from you that I am going to be covering in the upcoming free three-day course called I Want It, I Got It. Registration is officially open and you have been flooding into the course. I see more and more of you every single time I check. Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. I Want It, I Got It starts on April 4th, 2023, but you do need to register in advance in order to get access to the course. In the course, you're going to be learning how to manifest as a specific, non-specific, active, or passive manifester, how to use your strongest sense to manifest, and how to actually remove conditioning and programming. Not just think about it or identify it or talk about it, but how to truly get the conditioning out so that you can just manifest without thinking about it, without trying. You can just manifest 24-7 by becoming a vibrational match for what you truly want. This is an opportunity to let go of so much time and energy and focus spent on manifesting and instead just live your life and watch incredible things drop into your reality. So join me in I Want It, I Got It. You can get registered at madelineevergreen.com backslash free workshop. Can't wait to help you and take your questions and get to know you better inside of I Want It, I Got It. This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. What if there's a part of your chart you don't really like? What if you think there's parts of your chart that are actually bad or negative or doom and gloom? Or you just can't believe that that part of your chart is actually for you. These are really, really common questions and issues that come up with almost everybody that I do readings for. I know I've had some of these thoughts and it's been the most valuable aspect of learning about human design is actually identifying the parts of the chart that we don't like, that we don't connect to, that we're disappointed in figure out what's the problem, what's the issue, and then go through some kind of transformation, which can look a lot of different ways. And then what ends up happening when you come out the other side, when you really address it or look at it or, you know, go deep into it is that your life becomes so much better than you can even imagine. You'll have shifts around things that you couldn't even conceive in your mind. But first, before we get into all the good stuff, let's do the review of the week. 
This one is on Apple Podcasts, and it's called The Only Human Design Podcast You'll Ever Need. If you've just found out about human design but are having trouble finding someone who can clearly explain the massive amount of information within your personal body graph, look no further. You have just stumbled upon one of the best human design podcasts out there. Madeline's explanations are relatable, fun, and so easy to understand. She helps break down each topic so you can easily grasp the key points of the body graph and ultimately apply that knowledge to interpret your own chart and truly live your design. Her voice is also so nice and soothing. Even if you're not into human design, you won't regret listening to her. Thanks for the amazing podcast, Madeline. Definitely keep doing what you're doing. Oh, that just gives me like tingles and, you know, sparkles inside. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for writing that review. And if that was you and you're listening right now, you win a prize. You can send me a DM over on Instagram. Find me at healthy underscore Madeline or email me at hello at MadelineEvergreen.com and let me know the username that you used to write that review. And then you will either win a personal recording from me of your life theme or you win the opportunity to ask a deep, detailed, personal question about your chart, and I'll send back a recording or a long, detailed answer for you. So I'm so excited for you to get that prize. Reach out, and if anybody else wants to win, all you need to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts, and you are entered each week. All right, so what if you don't like your chart? And What does that actually even mean? Like, where is this coming from? Let's give some examples. For me, I can see a number of areas of my chart that I struggled with until I really gave them a chance. One of them is the fact that I have an undefined ego. So we talked about that a number of episodes back during the Energy Centers episodes, and this is all about the ego, and Mine's undefined, so that means that it's white. And when you have an undefined ego, that means that you don't really just get motivation from within. You're not going to be motivated 24-7, all the time, the same amount. Your motivation is going to wave up and down and up and down. And some days you're going to be ultra motivated and other days you're going to be not motivated at all or somewhere in between. And the motivation doesn't come from me or from yourself. When someone with an undefined ego gets motivated, it's because they are around other people that have motivation and and you pick up on other people's motivation and ride it. So this can be very frustrating when you're in that situation because it's a big bummer when you're not feeling motivated and it sucks and you have to give yourself space to relax and not force yourself to do motivating things and just accept that you are in a low motivation point and there's actually positive benefit to that. There's beauty to it and there's nothing wrong with that. But for anybody who loves to be productive or you have conditioning that tells you that the more that you do, the better person you are, all of that is going to usually make you feel badly when you're not motivated. So like for myself, 
if it's the weekend and I have all these hours to get chores done and get all my projects done and get work done, but all I want to do is lay around and nap or watch movies or just do kind of silly things that aren't really going to lead to anything, then I default into feeling bad about myself. I judge myself. I call myself names like lazy or a slob or a sloth. And I feel really bad because I didn't produce anything that day. I don't have anything to show for. But the truth is, is that you don't have to be productive 24-7 to be a good human being. In fact, that's just kind of ridiculous to think about when you're being just a little bit more, um, when you really think about it from like a bird's eye view, it's pretty clear that there's not, not really any reason that we need to be productive all the time. But obviously, society has conditioned us in a different way. So for me, not to feel badly about that, I need to really tune in and ask myself questions like, why do I think I was given an undefined ego? Like, why did my soul choose that? What's the benefit? Why am I this way? And how could it actually be a good thing? And when I allow myself to just be someone with an undefined ego and have lows, I find that my high motivation points are so much more productive, rewarding, energizing, successful, and just better in general. And they come around quicker. And I'm also able to sit in the low motivation points with more pleasure and indulgence. It's like I get to indulge in not doing anything when that happens. And I know that I'm actually living my design and it's in alignment for me to have that periodically. It doesn't give me the opportunity to just be lazy 24-7 and never get anything done, but it does allow me to accept that this is actually how I'm built and what's best for me and for everybody else, for me to allow myself to have low motivation points and know that those are not the times for me to produce content or creation or, you know, make something of myself. It's an opportunity for me to rest and reflect and respond. But again, this is an aspect of my chart that I originally didn't like. So I could have had a different situation. I could have just said, oh, I hate this about myself. It's such a terrible thing and it sucks that sometimes I have low motivation and, you know, damn it, today I'm not motivated. I'm just a stupid slob and that's because of my dumb undefined ego. This is just crap. Like a lot of people do live their life that way when they find out aspects of their chart, they treat it like it's a bad thing and then they just go about their life and I think it would be better for somebody like that not to even know about human design, not to even know the aspects of their chart because now they're just judging themselves for it. So for me, I don't judge myself for having an undefined ego, but I am honest about being a little disappointed about that or being a little bit um, unaccepting of it at first. And then I allow myself to just try it on, like just trust that there's a reason that I am this way and that there isn't anything inherently bad about it. And how can I open my mind to seeing that this could actually be for a reason that's for a good thing? And then when I do that, I notice, wow, my life is so much better. You know, I enjoy this better. So you have to realize there is absolutely nothing in the human design charts 
that's good or bad. It's not good to have a defined ego and bad to have undefined. It's not better to be a manifester and worse to be a reflector. There's nothing in the chart that's good or bad. It's all just neutral information, neutral. It just is what it is. And it's for you to play with and for you to decide how you're going to harness the power of all the different aspects of the chart and use it either to improve your life or to make you feel worse about your life. But it's important that we don't identify any of it as really good or really bad. It's just simple information. So another example for my own life is that I am a non-specific passive manifester. And when I first learned about that, I was not very happy. I didn't really like that. I felt bad because I haven't been acting like a non-specific passive manifester. And it was just kind of disappointing because I thought it would be boring to be non-specific and passive. Now, I just want to say a quick side note. If you're not sure what that means, or if you have similar frustrations about your manifestation abilities, then definitely sign up for the free workshop, I Want It, I Got It, that starts on April 4th. And you can get signed up at madelineevergreen.com backslash free workshop. Okay, but back to what I'm saying about how I was disappointed about being a passive non-specific manifester. Well, immediately I decided to just try it. Like just give it a try and don't judge it and try it in a low stakes fashion and just see what happens. Even though this does not feel like me, it doesn't feel like my preferences, it doesn't feel like what I've been taught, but let me just try and see what happens. And so I tried some experiments that were very low stakes, like if I'm going to go shopping and I'm getting out of the car, walking into the store, I actually do this every time. I say out loud, universe, angels, spirit guides, everybody who's out there helping me, I'm asking that you drop something incredible in my shopping cart today that is something beyond my wildest dreams that I could have never imagined or even thought of. And it's going to be for the most fantastic price that's the best price for everybody involved, for me and for the seller and for the store. And it's just going to be incredible. And I'm looking forward to being surprised by whatever you send my way. Thank you. So that is something that would work really well for a passive non-specific manifester. And when I do that, there's two things that, that can happen. One, I find the coolest things in stores that I would have never expected for a really good price. And those things typically enhance my life or they make me so happy or they help me feel better about myself or be more successful or be more productive in life. They're always these things that really, truly enhance my life and it's not just mindless junk. Or the other thing that happens is that I literally cannot find anything in the store and it's like so nothing. Like there's nothing good at all. I wouldn't even consider buying anything in there. And typically that's a sign that I'm not meant to be having those things. And it's almost like the universe is blocking me from buying mindless junk or just buying stuff because I am there and I don't want to have a wasted trip. So that is an example of how acting like a non-specific passive manifester in my case works. It isn't what I would prefer. I would prefer to say 
that I want this exact type of jeans. Like I can think of exactly my dream denim pants and I could specify every single detail. I could specify the price, what it looks like, how it feels, everything about it. And I could do active types of things like make a vision board or visualize it or do affirmations around it. Like that would be easy and fun. I would, I love doing stuff like that. But when I do that, I don't get what I want. Like I will never find those genes when I do that. I think I've told stories here on the past about this hot pink snowsuit that I manifested, but I had been trying to manifest this exact kind of snowsuit for like a year and nothing happened until I just completely let it go. And then a snowsuit that's even better than I could have imagined dropped into my life. So what I'm saying with this story is that I don't like being nonspecific and passive, or I didn't like it. That's more accurate. I didn't like it at first. I was disappointed. It doesn't really sound like me, and it's not what I prefer, but it does work for me. It 100% works. And so I've committed and I just live my life this way. I no longer pretend to be specific or active. And I manifest so much easier and I'm beginning to love it. I'm beginning to really enjoy this aspect of myself because I found that I save an enormous amount of energy and time and thoughts. I'm not really dwelling or thinking about things all the time anymore and stuff just comes to me in a much easier fashion. So it's great because now I don't really force myself to be a way that I'm not. Now you might find things in your chart like that that you think are not true to you and maybe that's right. Human design is just simply a tool. Use it lightly. Don't put all of your hopes and dreams into your chart being accurate. I still think that we have free will as human beings and we have a need for experimentation and trial and error as human beings. So I'm not saying that everybody just needs to trust their chart 100% and never ever learn anything for yourself. But sometimes it's a great exercise to try on something new in a low stakes area of your life. So if there's an aspect of your chart that you don't love or you just think it's not true for you, try it on. Just do an experiment in a light, fun way and see what happens. See if your day is better. See if your outcomes are better. See if you feel better. See if you have more energy. And do it with a completely open mind, no agenda, don't even hope that it works. Just do it and kind of watch yourself. Observe. Do it in a low stakes area. So you're not going to try on a new technique when it comes to like deciding if you're going to get married or, you know, deciding if you're going to buy a home. But try it on with something silly like I did with the shopping. I have a friend who I did a reading for, and she is really into manifestation and vision boards. In fact, she has a whole business around this and she teaches on it. And when I did her reading, I let her know that she's a passive manifester. 
And I could tell she didn't seem to really like that when I said it. We, we barely even talked about it. She kind of moved the conversation along and that's fine. Not everybody always wants to hear something or is ready for it. But she told me later that she was really disappointed because she makes these vision boards and being a passive manifester means that vision boards probably aren't going to really work for you. But after a long time, like this is almost, I don't know, not a year later, but maybe like eight or nine months later, she has realized she doesn't even like vision boards. And I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but I'm guessing that maybe she wasn't open-minded to thinking that vision boards aren't for her because she was so committed to them and very public about them. And it can be upsetting when a public person suddenly says like, oh, I'm different now. I, I actually don't do that anymore. Or that wasn't working for me, even though I thought it was. Or I've changed. That is so hard, so uncomfortable. But what's really cool is that it's actually empowering. And it's so inspirational to others. When people see you and they think that you're a certain way and you think you're a certain way, And then you try something new and now you're different and someone's going to notice. If you just say or have an attitude of, yeah, I was doing that before. Now this is what works for me and I've learned so much about myself and I love my life even more. That is so much better than clinging on to old ways just because that's how you've always done things or just because that's how people perceive you. I have another client who was in a workshop of mine and she's a projector and she is always coming to me and saying like, oh, this is so terrible. I have a client who has really bad energy. And so whenever I'm around this person, I have bad energy and I get all my energy sucked out of me because I'm a projector and projectors can't make energy and I have to only be around positive people. Otherwise, I'm going to have a bad day. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. This is not the attitude to take around being a projector. And this is so, so, so common. Lots of projectors just give up their power and they say, I'm a non-energy being. So that means everybody else has to give me energy. And if someone has bad vibes, then I have to have a bad day. No, we all have boundaries. We all have power. We all have abilities to have a fabulous life, no matter our circumstances. And nobody can just be around good vibes 24-7. It's not possible. You're going to encounter negative people, low energy people, people you don't like. So as a projector, instead of feeling powerless about having energy, you need to say, wow, I encountered somebody with really low energy today and I am actually learning boundaries and I'm learning methods of how to protect myself and how to keep my energy up so that that person has no effect on me and maybe I can actually help them. Maybe there's something that I can do to make their life better. That would be a turnaround for somebody who's feeling powerless around being a projector. And this might not sound like your personality. This not this, That kind of attitude might not feel authentic to you, 
But what's wrong with trying it on? Like, just try it. See what happens. You might not know who you actually are or what you like until you try something that you don't normally do. So many times people say, oh, that's not really me. Well, how do you know? How do we, how does anybody actually know who they are until they've tried so many things that don't feel like them? I have a really great example of something I'm going through right now that might seem like it's just not a big deal, but to me it is. My husband and I do ballroom dance and we do competitions and there's four dances that we compete in and it's very specific about the level we're at, the dances we do, and it's not just a free-for-all, like we are doing these four exact dances. But we've been really interested in dabbling in something called show dance, which is totally different. It's a solo that you do that's choreographed to a specific song. You can do lifts. There's almost no rules. Well, there are rules, but it's kind of like do whatever you want within these boundaries, as opposed to the dancing we're doing right now. Tons of rules. It's You don't have music that you're specifically dancing to. You just dance to the song that they put on. It's just a different thing. We would be entering into different types of competitions, doing different types of shows, different types of costumes if we did show dance. And I've been trying to decide, like, should we do this or should we wait a while until we've really improved our dancing to start in with a show dance? What would be the best um, method for where we are as kind of low-level beginning ballroom dancers? And my coach, Gordon, said the most fabulous advice. He's like, well, why don't you just try doing show dance? Like, just start. Let's just do one. Just try and don't have any big plans, like that you're going to take it to nationals or that you're going to even enter it in a competition or do a dozen performances. Let's just start with one and see if you're even good at it or if you even like it. And then we'll know moving forward how to navigate, if we're going to continue doing more show dances or if that's really not for you, or maybe we need to wait till later. But you're not going to know until you try. Oh, absolutely. That is like the greatest advice ever because I can't really decide what would be the best. And I've realized, well, that's because I don't even know who I am as a show dancer. I don't know who my husband and I are as a couple are as someone who does show dance. So the only way we're really going to know is by trying. And that's exactly the same with your human design chart. If there's aspects of your chart that you either don't like, don't understand, or don't feel authentic to you, you're not going to know what you actually think of them until you try with an open mind and with no agenda, meaning you're not hoping for a certain outcome. You're just trying it on and seeing what it's like. So that's all for today. I'm really looking forward to seeing each and every one of you in I Want It, I Got It, the workshop next week. And if you're somebody who is listening way out in the future and this has already passed, don't worry. I am planning to do more workshops and events and classes and programs for anybody who wants to dive deeper. I am a huge fan of teaching groups. I've taught group fitness since I was 14 years old. I absolutely love groups. And I see when I do one-on-one readings, how much more people could get out of those readings if they were also in some kind of group class, because a lot of the information can be taught specifically to groups. So please join me in I Want It, I Got It, or any future workshops that are coming your way. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to everybody who shares the episode and writes reviews or rates. And I will catch you all in a week. 